see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. We interrupt our regular schedule of Unpacked with PMMI podcasts to continue our series addressing key issues during the COVID-19 pandemic. Hi, I'm your host, Sean Riley, and today we're sitting down with Josh Becker, Senior Manager of Packaging Systems at Hershey. As someone who has been on the road and in Hershey facilities around North America throughout the pandemic, Josh gives us the customer perspective on how Hershey is handling visits from suppliers, training, and service issues. Welcome to the pod, Josh. Thanks, Sean. Good to be here. So uh, Hershey obviously has a presence in you know more than one location. It's not just uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, which isn't that far from me. And we've mostly spoken to suppliers or technicians on that end. And you're one of the first end users we've had a chance to speak to. So could you just give us kind of an overview of, of how someone like Hershey, you know, obviously a pretty big company has has been impacted and how your plants have dealt with, you know, this pandemic as it's evolved? Well, first off, Sean, um, let me state that here at the Hershey Company, our first priority at the beginning of all this was to protect the health, safety, and well-being of each and every one of our employees across our entire organization. That was our top priority in job one. It wasn't just taking best-in-class safety actions to simply keep our operations going. For strict commercial reasons, our people really came first. So with that being our top priority, Uh, We kind of enabled a proactive approach on employee safety really early on, which really limited any negative impact to our manufacturing plants. We've maintained operations throughout this entire pandemic. Some of the things that we did early on, uh, we limited and restricted travel of any external vendor, supplier, salesperson calling into our office. If it wasn't deemed a business critical meeting, we did it virtual. We enabled some work from home policies for some of our management staff and even um, did management rotations within our facilities just to avoid any potential quarantine events needed by the entire management staffs. We tried to social distance as much as we could and implemented PPE early on and just increased the number of hand sanitizing stations just in general at the beginning as we're starting to understand how this thing was going to impact our operations moving forward. Fair enough. So a lot of our surveys um, of our members, um, we've done webinars, we've done a bunch of these podcasts, they're all really curious as, as things start to slowly ramp back up. What are the expectations from a customer like Hershey in regards to things like service? Because a lot of people have kind of put service aside, even though for the most part, production is kind of ramped up as you know, food and stuff like that is, a, is an essential um, item. Are you guys allowing technicians into your facilities? Are there specific condi- conditions that, that would warrant that? Could you just touch on that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. So obviously with our manufacturing plants continuing in operation, you know, we are deemed a critical business and need to continue to supply customers and consumers with our products and brands. Uh, we are allowing service technicians into our plants. Really, if, if it's deemed critical to the continuity of operations and our projects, but, but each request is going to be reviewed on a case-by-case mm-hmm. basis. So what we're not doing is we're not allowing the use of any mass transit by our technicians visiting our sites. Since at this point, this still is going to require a 14-day quarantine. Okay. Um, 
However, thankfully, in some instances, we have several service partners that have local technicians or local enough to make the drive to some of our manufacturing plants so that we can keep projects and operations moving forward. Obviously, you know, it's difficult uh, when some of our suppliers are, are, are global, but um, in one recent instance, we actually uh, had requested a visit by a service technician uh, and the only U.S.-based technician was in the western part of the country. And we actually allowed him a several day drive into one of our facilities. So, so we do have technicians in our facilities doing installations, uh, repairs as necessary, maintenance, um, training, uh, if necessary and deemed business critical. That's interesting because I know um, we, we've actually talked to some some service and some training experts on some things that people should keep in mind as this starts to kind of ramp back up. And one of the things that was important was making sure you're aware of the expectations of the plant that you're going into. And you guys have kind of outlined that, you know, we don't want people flying in, you know, being, you know, lumped together on a plane like that. And that's something that I know people are curious about. What are your expectations? And, and you've kind of outlined how Hershey's handling that. How about once they get to your facility? That's another thing they're worried about from an expectation standpoint. Should they build in more time for, you know, temperature checks? Should they bring their own things like masks and their own PPE? How are you handling that once somebody, whether it's service or something like that, comes to one of your plants? Well, first off, before any technician does travel into our facility, we do we do ask that they complete a health declaration form prior to prior to travel, essentially, uh, just to ensure, obviously, that they're coming in uh, safe and healthy and not going to have a, a negative impact on arrival. We do require on-site temperature checks at our all of our facilities, and that's required prior to admittance to the building. Uh, and then we also do provide face masks. So, so we are providing face masks. Um, to, to everybody, employees, visitors, so that each and everyone in the facility does have the same face mask. Uh, and then face masks are required at all times in the facility. You know, social distancing is one thing that we're still requiring, you know, to maintain as best as possible. Uh, but in like the event of some close contact where there's certain instances that you can't social distance, uh, we are actually providing face shields. Uh, and, and that's just really to ensure safety of each person working in close proximity. So um, we'll use that for training, um, you know, if it needs to be a two-man job maintenance with a service tech, you know, we'll ensure that a face shield could be provided because, you know, and everything, you, you can't properly social distance all the time. There's certain things that require uh, two or three or multiple people to complete the job. So that's interesting. It seems like you've kind of built it into, you go to a plant and they kind of, you know, lay out, you know, you have to have your goggles that they're going to give you. You have to have, you know, some places you have to have booty things over your boots or your shoes. So it's just kind of something like that where you've worked the mask and stuff like that into that normal. It's nothing different than when you normally arrive at a plant. So that's good. Yeah, it's almost like feels like it's rolled into just the continued GMP policy. Okay, interesting. Okay, how about I, I know you touched on a little bit, but are you having training on on a regular basis? Are service techs coming in um, on regular training, or are these things that you know maybe there's been new hires, maybe there's new equipment where you've had to bring them in? How are you handling training in general? Is beyond just specific cases? Is it kind of a we only need to have it? So we're going to do it then, or is it still a consistent rolling, you know, thing that happens all the time? I, I, I would imagine it's, it's, we're, we're doing it less than what we would normally, would, would normally do. Um, we would, I guess, review each, each of them on a case by case basis, but we do have active projects that we are still continuing on installations and preparing for startups. And that is requiring training. So obviously if we, if we can get and accomplish some of the training done virtually in a classroom environment, videos, teleconference, uh, video conference, you know, 
where where in, in the past that might have done in a classroom setting in the plant, you know, we try to do that virtual and remote. And then if we do need to continue then to do some more training on the floor, that's what I said. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll supply face masks or face shields, really, because there's some interaction that you can't, uh, you have to be close as you're explaining some things on pieces of equipment. We've also in the past, we've used headsets. Um, so if we have multiple people in a training class, you can't be close to the instructor, but you've got a headset that's linked to the, the instructor. He's got, you know, a microphone and just basically using the headsets. We've done some of that as well. Mm -hmm. And and we're still looking at continuing different ways to remote in virtually uh, and use that for training tools. That doesn't work in every application situation, uh, but, but like I said earlier, it could be used as a supplement uh, to make the in-person training safer. Well, the one thing you said that was interesting that I haven't really thought of, um, you bring, you're bringing a person in, but you might then with the headsets and stuff like that, you can spread everybody out almost so he's not, you know, in a close tight environment, he or her, excuse me, or he's not kind of in a tight environment like that. And that's something that, that other people haven't really touched on. How about, have you guys had to do any FATs or installations and have you tried any remotely? Because I know that's something that's kind of popped up and people are saying might be the next wave of, you know, that comes out of this is people are doing a lot of um you know, remote FATs versus, you know, doing them in person. Is that anything you guys have experienced? You know, we, we haven't um, had any remote FATs or virtual FATs yet. We've got uh, some FATs planned for the end of the summer. <clears throat> so obviously we're, we're starting on the development of those plan Bs of, you know, what if we can't travel? Um, so we're looking through what that could look like. Um, thankfully, some of our suppliers, um, are being faced with virtual FATs now. So I think they'll get some of the learning curves, they'll get some of the bugs out of the way. And then if that's something we have to implement later this summer, I think the, the OEM uh, will be better versed at it and could potentially um, you know, make it go off a little bit smoother. One thing that is interesting, we are actually working on a project in one of our facilities where we don't have all the technicians we normally would. So we're actually attempting somewhat of a, a remote slash virtual commissioning of a line. We have the supplier has some local technicians in the U.S. Uh, that are traveling to the site, a mechanical and electrical technician, but they're but they're not you know who are normally send in this instance. So we're actually you know trying to use different like virtual chalkboards and different video technologies to kind of uh, commission a line virtually. I'm not sure how that's going to go. We're doing it uh, you know later this month, but um, we're attempting it because you know we know that we need production. You know our our, cons our products are are kind of desired by our consumers. So we can't pull some stuff down. So that's really proactive from a, a point of, you know, that's still a month from now and you're, you guys aren't just throwing a bunch of people together in a plant. You're going to try different things because you're taking, you know, what is obviously a serious situation pretty seriously. And that's, that's good to hear. Um, I'm just curious. Um, and I'm sure that our listeners will be curious if a company like Hershey, you guys are big, you're well-known, you're a well-known brand. Are there any best practices that you guys may have picked up during this? You know, any kind of, I hate to use the term, but, you know, silver linings that might have come out of, you know, a difficult situation in regard to things that you've learned that have made you guys either more efficient or more effective or just a better company in general. I mean, I believe that during this time, it's certainly pushing us towards using all that technology that's been around for a while that we either either too too scared or too afraid to use or didn't see the benefit because it wasn't a necessity at the time. Now those tools are a necessity and we are finding that they are very valuable. We have a good portion of our workforce working remotely and yet we are still in operation. Candy is being made, trucks are delivering products to our, our customers and business is still ongoing. I cannot say that this has been an easy time. It has been challenging on many fronts, 
but we are working with our suppliers in new ways from increased video calls to remote support to virtual startups. We are learning to rely on our plant technician teams like never before. I think a silver lining in this is an improved technical competency within our plant technical teams. We can't just call up a technician and have them fly out for support at the end of the week to help us through a, a tough situation. We need to stay engaged in this virtual world, solve solutions together, and utilize the tools we either have or go out and get new tools to solve those problems. That's fantastic. Um, and, and it's really great to hear um, someone that's, you know, a company like you guys that's not just, you know, kind of doing it ad hoc. You have this thing where you, you, you've you put together a plan and you're sticking to it. Um, and, and we're really happy that you could find time because I know you're heading out after this to uh, a plant yourself to, to take time out of your day to kind of give people an idea of how you guys are handling it. So I'd just like to thank you again for doing that for us, Josh. That's true. Um, you know, our plans been put together well thought out from our leadership team and our executive team. And um, I think it's in the best interest of protecting our employees and our brands. And, and that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day.